Hi, you're listening to the preaching and teaching ministry of Second Baptist Church. These resources are not designed to take the place of a local church, but we hope they will encourage you on your journey with Christ. For more information about how you can connect with the Second Family, visit mysecond.family. This sermon was delivered live at our West Conway campus. Thanks for listening. You know, I have a question that I want to ask you this morning. Which side of the fence are you on when it comes to this question? Would you rather get good news or bad news first? So if somebody came to you and said, would you rather have good news or bad news first? How many of you would say that you would rather get the good news first and then the bad news second? How many of you would be like that? All right, a few. All right, how many of you would be on the other side? That's me. I I would rather get the good news at the end. I just wouldn't rather, uh, you know, get the bad news at the end. Like you, you would leave with like a sour just taste in your mouth. Like, oh, like couldn't you give me good news at the end? Well, in this story in 1 Kings chapter 15, we're going to see King Asa. And really, we're going to see in this story that there was good news. There was good things that were happening in Asa's life. And at the end, we're going to see that it ends bad for him. And so good news is at the beginning, bad news at the end. I want to give you a personal story for me of good news at the beginning and bad news at the end. Um, Several years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Atlanta, Georgia. And in Atlanta, Georgia, my twin brother, Justin, he was leading a college ministry at this church in Atlanta. And this is his first ministry job and he gets the opportunity to speak. He's hosting this event and this is actually the first time ever that he gets to speak. And so what do I do? The loving brother that I am, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee at the time and I decide to secretly make my way to Atlanta, Georgia to support my brother, you know, the good brother that I am. And I end up getting to Atlanta, Georgia, and I walk through the doors, and he sees me, and he is completely caught off guard. And now he's like really stressing out because he's got a, you know, I'm here. And so, but he ends up being able to preach, and he teaches God's word, and it was just an amazing, amazing moment. And he talks to them about how important it is to rely on God. That was his message about relying on the Lord. Well, the next day I had planned, again, Justin has no idea that I have a plan that we're gonna do uh, over the weekend and we were gonna go play golf. He loves to play golf and uh, I, I'm not, I'm not very good at, at golfing. I, uh, I like to fish. And so, but I was gonna go and play golf with him and the very next morning, we end up waking up and I get a phone call. And on that phone call, it's my older brother, Chad, and he says, hey, Jason, I wanna let you know something. Dad has had a heart attack. Obviously, in this moment, I'm like, oh my goodness. I end up telling my brother and Justin, and so obviously, we're not going to play golf. 
and we end up getting in the car and I'm thankful, looking back, I'm thankful that I was able to be able to be with him, be with Justin, because if I did not make that trip, he would have had to make that entire trip back from Atlanta to Nashville by himself. And so the week, basically, it, it started out good. I was going to go and support my brother. I got to hear him speak, and we were going to go play golf. And in reality, I was only in Atlanta for 14 hours and found our way back, going back home to Nashville. We get all the way to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I get another phone call, and it's the phone call that my dad passed away. And now it's really bad. And we're driving all the way back and we get to the mountains going after Chattanooga and it's completely silent. And I just remember my brother literally preaching a message 14 hours before about relying on God. And in this passage, in 1 Kings chapter 15, we're gonna see a king named Asa and how, what does it look like when he relies on God? And in this passage, we're gonna see good things in Asa's life and then we're gonna see bad news at the end. And so if you have your Bibles, 1 Kings chapter 15 is where we're gonna be this morning, and as you're turning to 1 Kings chapter 15, we're going to start in verse 9. Uh, I'm going to recap kind of where we have been. In chapter 3, we see that Solomon is asking for wisdom. Solomon is known to be extremely wise. We get to chapter 8, and we see Solomon's prayer. And in the prayer, we see that he's trying to seek God's presence. And we see that he's being devoted and, and wanting to help daily needs the Lord to provide for his needs. We see that in Solomon's prayer. We get to chapter 11 and we see Solomon fall. And that's where he gets tripped up and has all the wives and being reminded that sin always starts small and it grows and grows and grows and it led ultimately to his death. Chapter 12, we see that Israel is divided. And last week we talked about what kind of advice do you look at. And so today we're going to see, and we're going to zero in focusly. We see that it's divided into Israel and, and Judah. And today we're going to zero in on Judah. And so before we get there, obviously David and Solomon were kings for the entire region of Israel. It gets divided and we see that the first king of Judah is Rehoboam. And Rehoboam is the first key, and he tries to does he does his own thing. He does he walks in his ways and not God's ways, and then he ends up having a king, and it's Abijah. And Abijah does the same thing that his dad does, and he walks in his own ways. And what we see next is a guy named Asa. And now I want to say this: what's cool about Asa, in my opinion is that Asa, you can spell it frontwards and backwards. And so that's really cool. And so I thought that was really cool. And so, but Asa's dad and Asa's grandfather were not very good kings. In fact, Abijah, Asa's dad, only led for three years. He only led 
for three years. And we're, we're going to pick up in verse nine and we're gonna see what happens in Asa's life. So it starts this way in verse nine. In the 20th year of Israel's king Jeroboam, Asa became king of Judah. And he reigned for 41 years in Jerusalem. His grandmother's name was Maacah, daughter of Absalom. Asa did what was right in the Lord and his ancestor David had done. He banished the male cult prostitutes from the land and he removed all the idols that his ancestor had made. He also removed his grandmother's Maacah from being queen mother because she had made an obscene image of Asherah. Asa chopped down the image and burned it in the Kidron Valley. The high places were not taken away, but Asa was wholeheartedly devoted to the Lord his entire life. Verse 15, he brought his father's consecrated gifts and his own consecrated gifts to the Lord's temple, silver, gold, and utensils. There was war between Asa and King Baasha of Israel throughout their reigns. Israel's King Baasha went to war against Judah. He built Ramah in order to keep anyone from leaving or coming to King Asa of Judah. So Asa withdrew all the silver and gold that remained in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and the treasuries of the royal palace and gave it to his servants. Then King Asa sent them to Benhadad, son of Tabrimon, son of Hezion, king of Aram, who lived in Damascus, saying, there is treaty between me and you, between my father and your father. Look, I have sent you a gift of silver and gold. Go and break your treaty with King Baasha of Israel so that he will withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad listened to King Asa and sent the commanders of his armies against the cities of Israel. He attacked Ijon, Dan, and Abel Beth Maacah, all Kinnereth, and the whole land of Naphtali. When Baasha heard about it, he quit building Ramah and stayed in Terza. Then King Asa gave a command to everyone without exception in Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and the timbers of Baasha had built in with it. Then King Asa built Geba and Benjamin and Mizpah with them. Let's pray. God, we love you. God, thank you so much just for this passage. A lot going on in this text, but God, I pray that we'll be able to look at it through fresh lens and that we'll be able to see things that Asa did right and look at things that Asa did wrong and how we can learn from it. And so God, I pray for people in this room that we would be able to, ready to receive what you have for us this morning. So boldly, God, we ask that you will challenge us, convict us, do whatever you need to for us to grow in our walk with you. We love you and we thank you and we pray all of this in your name, amen. You can see more of King Asa's life in 2 Chronicles 14 through 16. You can see a little bit more about 
uh, Asa's life, but really we're kind of zeroing in on 1 Kings 15. And it says this, in the 20th year of King, uh, Israel's king Jeroboam, he is uh, the king. When the country was divided into the northern and southern kingdoms, the northern is the Israel led by Jeroboam and the southern is Judah. Israel has had only one king throughout this process, but Judah is already now at the process of having their third king. Today we're gonna zero in on Judah and the first king was uh, Asa's granddad who was reigning for 17 years. And then it got passed down to Asa's dad and he reigned for three years. So that's a total of 20 years. And now we're in the 21st year and Asa has taken the reign. But we see that both Asa's dad and his grandfather wanted to do what they wanted. They were not very good kings. And we see a, first, a few verses before this passage, we see that both Asa's dad and grandfather, they walked in the sins willingly and they were not wholeheartedly devoted to God. And so Asa, knowing that they were walking in their sins and they were not fully devoted to God, his granddad and his dad, Asa wanted to change it and he really wanted to be obedient. And we see this. And at the end of the verse nine, we see Asa becoming king of Judah and he reigned for 41 years. So obviously Asa does a good job. We see that Asa is a good king. And so for 41 years, King Asa has taken the reins and he reigned double the amount of time that both his dad and his grandfather did. But we see in verse 11, Asa did what was right in the Lord's sight as his ancestor David did. David would be his great, great grandfather. And so we see out of all this passage, we see four things that Asa accomplishes that does well. The first thing that we see is that he banished, he got rid of all of the male cult prostitutes. He got rid of them from the land. That was a good thing that Asa did. The second thing is we see that he removed all the idols that his ancestors had made. His dad and his grandfather, they would place idols all across the region and Asa decided and, and he went and got rid of all of them, got rid of all the idols. That was a good thing. The third thing that we see is this, he removed his grandmother, Maica, from being queen because she made an obscene image of Asherah. Now think about this. Asa is going up to his grandmother knowing that his grandmother has made an obscene image, is not doing things that are right and had to have the hard conversation and had to do what was best for the country, for the area of Judah. And the best thing that was for the people was to remove her from leadership. And so Asa removes his grandmother from it and he takes that image, that obscene image, and he goes and he burns it in the Kidron Valley. 
Asa is doing a lot of great things in this moment and God is proud of him in this moment. But we see that Asa is reigning for 41 years and we see in 2 Chronicles 15 that there was no war for 35 years. In Asa's reign, there was no war. There has been peace. The war that was going up before him, pretty much Asa was growing up and then Asa was able to get it to be peace and then Asa obviously understands that there could be something that's going on. So there's peace. God has been using Asa in a credible way and Asa has been obedient and obeying God. But we see that in this passage of 1 Kings chapter 15, how long did Asa uh, reign? 41 years. So it begs the question, what happened? What happened? Asa decides to go on his own agenda. He does it his way. He goes on his own way. And we see in verse 16 that there was war between Asa and King Baasha of Israel throughout their reigns. Israel's King Baasha went to war against Judah. He built Ramah, which is on the border of the two areas, Judah and Israel, in order to keep anyone from coming and leaving and coming to King Asa. So Baasha is now the king of Israel and Baasha is building this structure and Baasha is trying to keep people from coming to King Asa. Obviously, Asa takes heart at this because he doesn't like it. So what does Asa do? Asa goes and tell, takes all the silver. He demands and gets all the silver and the gold that he placed in the temple and he goes and gives it to his servants. It seems like a good plan, but at the end of the day, he's doing it on his own and Asa gets frustrated at Baasha and instead of consulting with God and how he addresses the problem, he ends up going his own way. So Asa ends up getting Benadad, who is actually on King Baasha's side. He, he confronts Benadad and tells him, hey, uh, this is what's gonna happen. You know, you have a treaty with King Baasha and Asa gives him the silver and the gold and all the things that was in the temple. And Asa gets Benadad to break the treaty from King Baasha. And then all of a sudden, King Baasha gets word about this. He sees what's happening and King Baasha withdraws and stops building Ramah. Now there are, there's a rubble and things that are there and then Asa ends up taking all those things and he carries all the rubble from Ramah and then he goes and builds other things. And when I studied this passage, originally I was like, man, this is a good thing like this is a good idea this is a good thought but what I really understand and realize is that I think if we clearly see this there is good news and bad news in this story 
we see that Asa ends up kind of doing his own thing. And when we look at it from the lens of good news of King Asa's life, he reigned for 41 years. That's amazing. He doubled his dad and his grandparents together. In fact, he reigned one more year than both David and Solomon. Asa stopped the trend of his family lineage of living in the sin. He stopped it. He got rid of all the idols. He got rid of all the male cult prostitutes. He got rid of all uh, his grandmother being in leadership and destroyed that image into the Kidron Valley. He did a lot of great things. Overall, King Asa is a great king. He was a good king. But the bad news side of Asa is he got things that he personally put out in the Lord's temple and he took them out without consulting God. It seemed like it was a good plan and actually King Asa wanted what he wanted, it actually got accomplished. What he wanted Ben-Hadad to do, guess what? It, it happened the way that Asa wanted it to do. But he did not filter it through what God wanted. And I think that should be a wake-up call for all of us. Maybe for some of us in this room, we have had this job for several years and we're doing things, we're selling houses or performing surgeries or whatever it may be. And we've been going through this occupation for several years and you know it inside and outwards. And I just wanna be completely transparent with you. Over the course of Super Summer this week, I remember God just kinda showing me something because I've done a lot of camps. I've never done Super Summer before, but I've done a lot of camps and kinda know how how they go and, and all that. But, but I remember God stopping me on my tracks on Tuesday morning. And he was saying this, hey, Jason, there's never been a day like this. You've never had this day. In fact, nobody has. And as much as you know the rhythm of camp and you know you're gonna to go to breakfast at this time and you're gonna to go to, to your schools at this time, the color schools that they had, and you're gonna to go to rec at this time and, and you know the schedule. God just revealed this question to me. He's like, are, are you gonna trust me? Are you gonna lean on me? Are you gonna rely on me? Because I could easily, I had to schedule on my lanyard and just go through the schedule, but I just, God just stopped me in my tracks and was like, hey, every day's different. And I was just thinking about maybe for you, maybe you're a surgeon and you've performed this heart surgery over and over and over again, or maybe you're an ear doctor and you've seen busted eardrums and you know how to fix it over and over and over again, or maybe you're in real estate and you sell houses over and over and over again. I'm just reminded that every patient is different. Have you prayed for that family? You think about selling houses, every family is different. Praying that God could use this house in order to leverage the kingdom. And slow down, I think we just wanna be fast paced and God, or Satan wants to speed us up and just being reminded that we gotta rely and look to the Lord in every aspect, every moment, every decision of our lives. We have to lean and look 
to the Lord. And Asa took his eyes off of God and started doing his things his own way. And I want to leave us with three takeaways this morning from this passage that I'm seeing in this scripture. And the first one is this. Even though we see King Asa overall as a king, I'm reminded that we have to daily, we have to daily depend on God. Daily, we have to depend on God. The second thing that I see in this passage is this. Be obedient to what God is calling you to do. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes that's difficult because it may be hard that what God is calling you to do, maybe it's to tell a tough truth. Maybe it's having to have a hard conversation and we see Asa, he was obedient in what God was calling him to do. He knew that he had to have a hard conversation with his grandmother, but he was obedient in it. And it was what was best for Judah. We have to be obedient to what God is calling us to do. And you think about when he was obedient and when he was doing what he was called to do, what was the result? There was peace. And it's fascinating to me when you're always being obedient to God, there's always peace. No matter if it's a hard situation or no matter if it's a good situation, at the end of the day, when you're being obedient to God, you have peace about it. And so what is it in your life that you need to obey God? Number three is this. Doing things apart from God. Doing things apart from God is always not the right way. Doing things apart from God is always not the right way. But doing things with God is always the right way. Doing things with God is always the right way. I kind of think about it this way. This is kind of my phrase for my life and I just kind of remind myself uh, all the time about it and um, I share it with the, the students and I shared it with them at Super Summer and you know, uh, we were talking about being fully committed to, to God and, and this is what I said and this is kind of my life theme that I kind of remind myself daily and it's this cling to the king cling to the king in every situation every moment every decision cling to the king look to the king and I'm reminded of John 15 and how it talks about the branches and the vine and apart from God you can do what nothing 
We have to cling to the king. So the, the way that we be able to perform surgeries or the way that we go about counseling or whatever you may do as a profession, at the end of the day, we have to always cling to the king. Why? Because every situation is different. There is no identical situation. It's different. Different people, different situation, maybe different outcome. That's why we always have to depend on God. And so I have three questions I want to end with this morning, and it's this. The first one is, are you daily depending on God? Are you daily depending on God? We see at the end of Asa's life, that cost him. And he ends up having a disease in his feet. Are you daily depending on God? The second is this. Are you being obedient to what God is calling you to do? Are you, am I, being obedient to what God is calling us to do? And here's the third question that I have. Are you doing things at work? How you parent? The way you talk to one another, like the decisions? In every aspect, everything that you do, are you doing it apart from Jesus or are you doing it with Jesus? In everything that I do, how you parent, how you perform at your job, in everything, every aspect, every moment of your life, are you doing it apart from Jesus or with him? Who's in the driver's seat of your life? Is it you or is it God? And we see this in Asa's life. Asa ended up getting in the driver's seat of his life at the end of the life and it ended up wrecking him. God needs to be in the driver's seat of all of our lives at every moment. Cling to the king. I'm gonna pray. And I don't know where you are today. Maybe it's something that you need to be reminded of daily depending on God. And you're, I asked you that question and the answer is no. Come up with a game plan. Set up a time where you're spending time with the Lord every single day. Set a reminder on your phone. The same place. Maybe it's being obedient. You know that God is calling you to do something or you may know that God is calling you not to do something. And you gotta be obedient. Be obedient to God. And maybe you're realizing some things in your life where you're doing it, you're making the decisions and how you live your life and the things that you do and it's just completely apart from God. Hey, back up and give it to the Lord and say, God, I want you to be a part of this. God, I need you. And so I'm gonna pray. And however you need to do business with the Lord during this next song, maybe it's to stay seated and, and to pray. Maybe it's to send a text message to somebody and say, I'm sorry, or I'm praying for you, or however the Lord is placing on your heart, I just want you to be obedient to the Lord. Depend on God and do things with him. Because Asa, he did it for a little bit of his life, but then he tried to go on his own way and it ended up costing him. 
Will you cling to the King? Thank you for listening to the preaching and teaching ministry of Second Baptist. We hope that we will see you in person this next Sunday. To find more information about service times, location, and ministry offerings, visit mysecond.family. Thank you for listening.